Limerick Today with Joe Nash on Live 95. With Tesco, where you won't pay more for the products that matter most to you. Tesco, every little helps. On last week's show, we had a very interesting chat about makeup with fashion icon Celia Holman Lee, Mary Immaculate College graduate Emerald Kenny, and our own Rebecca. And Rebecca chatted very openly about um, a certain lack of self confidence and about her reliance on makeup to boost her self worth. And after that, she got a call from Pat O'Neill, who worked for Allergen in the States at the time when they were exploring the idea of using Botox as a cosmetic product rather than as a pharma product, as they initially intended. And Pat chatted to Rebecca about his insights into the cosmetic industry and our addiction to the mirror. Yeah, I heard you. I heard you on the show, uh, and that's what triggered the call. Um, Botox is kind of an accidental uh, discovery. We can spend a minute talking about that. But I work with Allergan in Westport in Mayo, who are primarily an eye, an eye and skin care company, but primarily eye contact lens care solutions and all of that. I worked there four years, and then they moved me to California to their head office. And on that move, uh, the discovery of Botox was in trial, and it was in trials for eye care. And it shows you sometimes how research and development can yield a product that you didn't originally think you were looking for. Uh, We had Botox out with uh, ophthalmologists on clinical trials, and he was injecting Botox in these trials in and around the eye area, which is where our business focus was. So involuntary twitching of the eyelid. And as the ophthalmologist did that, the muscle was strengthening, and it slowed down or eliminated the twitching, which was an interesting breakthrough. But as it was being used across more people in the trial, uh, we had a call, I remember one day from the ophthalmologist, I was just saying, there is a second product here. And we were all very curious. And he said, uh, my patients are looking younger. And, okay. Uh, so, <laughs> so crows, you know, the crow's feet. I mean, there's a terrible term, but that crow's feet to the, to the, to the side of the eye. Mm-hmm and slight wrinkling over, over the eyelid, they started to uh, not disappear, but at least not not be visible. Anyway, that's the technical side of it. The danger there, Rebecca, and I know maybe even hinted to in your program, increasingly younger and younger people are using it. So that's a worry. That really underpins a whole issue that came up in your show about people's self-esteem, about needing confidence, about wanting to look younger, and all of that stuff. And maybe Botox came out too at a time social media was promoting perfection. Yeah. You know, what you're, what you're saying there is really interesting because I was one of the panellists on that show mm-hmm. and I came out and I said, look, I am very insecure. I mm-hmm. rely on makeup. I use it almost as something to hide behind, wouldn't That's leave right. the house without it. And yeah. you're, you're linking it into almost a dangerous path nearly or an addiction. It is an addiction. I'm I'm now convinced it is an addiction. Uh, and I so, think I, do you think I'm addicted to makeup? <laughs> no. No, <laughs> no, that's what you're hinting at there, Pat. No, I think that Rebecca, you're like like a lot of people, you're addicted to the mirror. Oh, so you think it's vanity? <laughs> no, the mirror. The mirror. You see, when people say self-esteem. Nobody in normal day-to-day life does something to reduce your self-esteem. Where self-esteem starts is the person's own perception or view of themselves. Mm -hmm. That is the first thing that they do in the morning. 
and it's usually the first thing they do if they go socially. I think that came up in the show as well. When we look at a mirror and we see something we don't like, like, oh my gosh, there's grey hairs, there's, I've got wrinkles in my forehead that I never had before, etc., etc. You and the mirror, and I say you firstly, but in general, people and the mirror are having a conversation. And if the, if the application of fillers or Botox therapies cause you to look at the mirror and say, you know what, I look better now, I look younger, that is a self prophesizing or self-reinforcing conversation that's going on with the mirror. I'm actually doing a project at the moment, you might be interested in this, but I'm asking to transition your students and to do some stage. Write or do something that captures life if there were no mirrors. Now that would be an interesting one to see what they say. Oh, absolutely. I'm ready to go on that as soon as I do it, get going. Yeah, if there was no mirrors, where would self-esteem be? Where would you know you're beautiful? Where would you know you're not looking so good? You know, the mirror is actually talking to you, but through your own eyes. So we do we do a lot to hurt ourselves, to take our self-esteem down. We discovered in the States through some general research in cosmetics is this. Allegan had no background in cosmetics. Like, of course, it, was, it wasn't that type of a company. Yeah, exactly. So we knew stuff to grow, but, you know, we, we um, had to go out and kind of understand that. And one thing that came up was this thing of the 10-year DNA. The 10-year the DNA is an expression that some people, who might call them lucky or whatever, look 10 years younger always in their lives than they actually are. Okay. They didn't get it from cosmetics. They got it from their parents. Yeah, so is <laughs> that what cosmetics are trying to replicate? It is. It's a layer. Look, this, this, if we take the skin, I mean, you think of what we're doing, Rebecca. The skin layer over our entire body is such a tiny, tiny layer. We have structure, of course. We have bones. And we have, you know, the idea of, oh, doesn't that person have good bone structure? We yeah. talk about that. But the layering of skin is like an elastic around our, around our face. We tend to concentrate from above the neck, the most visible part in terms of where cosmetics get, gets applied. So we're manipulating the face. We're trying to slow it down. You know, beauty and age have got to be separated because we attach beauty to some periods in our lives, maybe our teens, 20s, maybe through 30s and through 40s or something. You know, and then do people stop being beautiful is the next step in that discussion. If you link it to age and anti-aging and 10-year DNA, all of that is saying beauty is driven by age. I've met the most beautiful people in my life and then in their 60s and 70s. You know what I'm saying? It's, and this idea of beauty being skin deep is a wonderful expression. Yeah. It is only skin deep. I mean, the most fantastic people that I tend to hang around with, they've got an energy, they exude, they exude something, and it's way beyond a level of beauty. And that's something you know? money can't buy. Yeah. And you can't buy that. You can't put, get that out of a tub of creams, you know. So as much as and some people try to hide uh, to hide behind that. And really, if they were working on their self esteem, they, they were working on getting the most out of life, uh, enjoying nature, whatever, whatever, they'll actually be younger in their interactions mm. with people than in what people would say visually they look like. Well, you've given me a lot to think about now, Pat. I must say. <laughs> Sorry, but I'm, I'm, I'm here enjoying the wild wind back of Ireland, so inspirational place. <laughs> it's Pat O'Neill uh, chatting to Rebecca about what Rebecca was saying on the show last week. Call Limerick today now on 461995.